Hello there and welcome. From the Bray Seafront, south of Dublin, next to the Carousel, this is Living Large and Hard, Memories of Ireland. So sit back, get comfortable, cop on to yourself, you tick fucking bastards, and enjoy. Because here we go. Hi there. Wow, that had a lot of energy. Uh, welcome to Living Large and Hard. Today is Memories of Ireland. This is Pubs, and this is Pubs Part 2. Or is it 3? This is 3. Oh my God, sorry for that error. How will you ever forgive me? I'm sure your life is in absolute turmoil now. Anyway, I'm going to talk about Pubs. Now this, uh, what I'm going to talk about today is the absolute best time I had in Ireland overall. It was a matter of days. And it also was a driving reason why I ended up going back there so often. This would not have been my first trip, but it might have been the second of the seven, or maybe the third. But anyway, um, flew into Shannon on the west coast, stayed in Kilkee, which is west of Shannon, and then we were leaving from Dublin on the East Coast. And uh, in the pub, and I'm watching a guy play pool with his son, and just watching. And he beckons me over. I'm like, yeah. I went over, he goes, you wanna play? I'm like, yeah. I said, I'm, I'm shitty, I'm no good. He goes, doesn't matter. So. We played uh, played a couple games of pool. I see his wife waving the second, my wife, the second ex, Mrs. Living Large and Hard, over their table. They had a big table. And sorry about that squeak. That was that was my chair. It wasn't my bones breaking. Um. So yeah, they waved us over and asked why we were there. And all kinds of great stuff. Talked to them. Uh, for the rest of the night actually hung out with them so they said once we'd really gotten to know each other they said we're here on holiday too Kilkee is is a place that I recommend because mostly it's Irish that are there on vacation some British stuff like that you're not going to get a lot of uh, Americans and that's what I prefer if I'm going to go somewhere I'm going to go somewhere to be somewhere else. I'm not going to go somewhere because it's like here and hang out with people who are from here. That's not why I'm leaving here. So it was brought up that on the way out a week later that we should look them up and they gave us the phone number and stay with them, which I thought was just fantastic. Here's people I've known for hours. And they're saying, yeah, when you leave, come stay with us. Um, at one point, they were there with family. I can't remember who's, I think it was his brother and their family. Uh, it was Brendan and Sharon. Uh, yeah, Brendan and Sharon. Um, she's a ball buster. I'd recommend I'd recommend it in part one that you watch the movie The Snapper. If you want to see 
um, the very, very cutting wit of Irish women. Fucking merciless, man. And no matter what they'd say, they'd say, ah, only messing afterwards, no matter how brutal it was. And, <laughs> and she was like a ringleader for her gang, her gang of bar chicks. But so we were in there at one point, the guard comes in, the guard, the guarda, the guardie, if it's in uh, plural, the national police force comes in, opens the door. We're drinking past hours, which is common in the hinterlands. Uh, supposed to close at 11. The curtains get closed at 11.30. The door might get locked at 11.30 or a little bit later. But the place can be going until uh, the kosh in the last one I just did, which is part two, pubs part two, when I went sailing off the bar stool into the early morning hours. They were open until 4.30. I crapped out around 2.30, so I just, I mean, they'll just keep going to get, because you got to get the money in when you get the money in. So anyway, the door opens up, guard comes in, is there so-and-so here, the son of so-and-so, and he was with us, and the guard's all pissed off, and he goes, you should be ashamed of yourself keeping a child out late, that, so, eh. It was kind of, <laughs> it's kind of embarrassing. Here I am, and a lot of the people in the bar looking at us like, oh, how dare you keep your child out. But then Brendan and Sharon's son, Stephen, was with us. He's 12. Uh, At one point, I was telling some fabulous tale, not unlike I am now. I probably said um a lot less then. And I lost my place in the story. And I said, well... I don't know what I was even talking about. I said, I, that's what I said. I said, I don't even know what I was talking about. It doesn't matter. And Sharon, she goes, Mick. And why'd you call me Mick? She said, she goes, there's no mics in Ireland. You're a Mick. Okay, cool. Um, she said, Mick, it's a story. It's got a fucking beginning, a fucking middle, and a fucking end. Now tell the story. Okay. So... Uh, I'm not, I, I might have just made something up. But I'll never forget that. Ever. I always try to stay on track because Sharon might be out there somewhere. Uh, so then we were leaving after we finally left the pub. And we were kind of uh, kill keys on a circular harbor. And we were both up to the west walking around the harbor. Our, our, they were in a little holiday hotel we were in a bed and breakfast a little farther up so we're heading the same way and I was messing around with their son Steven and I asked if he knew about um, about WWF the wrestling he said oh yeah 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 so I grabbed him and I kind of put I was just messing around and I had him and I swear I did not push this kid to the ground I swear he dove to the ground but he ended up just I wasn't on him, I swear. Um, he collapsed. Uh, he wasn't drinking, I don't think. Uh, so he goes down, smashes his fucking face into the pavement. Yeah, I felt pretty damn good. So he's screaming. Sharon takes him over to a street light to look in his mouth, which is just gushing blood 
Um, teeth are obviously missing. I felt pretty good. Not really. I felt fucking horrible. Uh, I had 220 punts, Irish pounds in my pocket. Cash. Because it was back in the days before international credit cards. and Well, much credit card use at all in Ireland. This is 20 years ago-ish. So I said, here. I just took the whole wad out. 200 plus punts and said, here, here, here. Take this, please. I'm so sorry. I'm so fucking sorry. And she said... She goes, I know you didn't mean it. Don't worry about it. He's got free health care until he's, you know, he's got free health care because he's a child. And uh, that didn't really help the situation. Declan, meanwhile, he's got a cigarette hanging out of the corner of his mouth. He's he's pretty blitzed. Brendan, I mean. Uh, He's pretty fucking blitzed. He keeps grabbing my sleeve and going, come on, come on. It's okay. It's okay. Come on, come on. Sharon's going, Brendan. Get the fuck over here. And Steven screaming at the streetlights like fucking one in the morning. So the next day, getting ready to leave. And ran into them. They had their their cars there getting ready to head out. Uh, Steven was not mad at me. Sharon was not mad at me. Brendan may not have even known what happened. Uh, so anyway, everything was cool still, and they said, "Yeah, he still, mu- you know, he must come stay with us." So it was still on, so that's good. Uh, knowing that they realized it was an accident, I felt I felt better about it. So I had the phone number, and at the end of our trip, we had a couple. We had two days, two nights, and then we were going to leave out of Dublin. We had two nights there. So, called them from a phone box, and they were off doing something. So, with the kill time, we went bowling, and I have to say, it was the most fun I've had bowling, because nobody seemed to know how to bowl. So, it was set up so that you could just keep a total pin count without the spikes without the strikes and spares and all that stuff. And everybody was just heaving the fucking ball as hard as they could. So I had my uh, my size 50 bowling shoes. And I was just, it's just, you know, no, if you're like me, you're competitive, so there's pressure to, like, try and do well. But, you know, I just got in the spirit of things, just fucking heave the damn thing down there. So anyway, get a hold of them, call again from another phone box. Get the address. And head that way, using the map. This place called Clandalkin. It's a suburb of Dublin. And head that way. And get near. And get lost. So call again. And they say, go here, go here, go here. Didn't, didn't really fucking help. Um, most of the street signs were missing. The sign, it turns out that the sign to the housing scheme that they lived in was missing. So we just we would stop and ask somebody, do you know where such and such is? Oh, no, but I'm pretty sure it's you're this way, that way, that way. And then ask somebody, okay, drive, drive, left, right, 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 stop. Do you know where, oh, 
no, not really, but go. So we kept getting closer that way. And um, at one point, it's getting pretty fucking frustrating. And driving, and I look in the rearview mirror, and there's Brendan and Steven uh, running after us. <laughs> they had seen us drive by the house, and then I don't know how. I can't remember how far they ran. They ran pretty fucking far trying to get us to stop. So then we finally got there. And, um, God, such nice people. What they did was they had gotten their neighbor. Their neighbor had a parking spot with a gate. So we could lock our rental car in there. This was a different rental car that I knocked a different mirror off from. Not the one on the way in the Connor Pass into... Dingle that I alluded to in Pubs Part 1. This one I was actually in Listowel, which is known for its Poets Week. And uh, got a little too close to the center line. Someone else was too close to the center line. Fucking hit the mirror. And ended up spinning in the street, which was pretty cool to see. And uh, that person was just totally cool with it. Actually got out, gave me the mirror back, and I was all apologetic. They're like, eh, no worries. So that went in there. The kids were all sent off to the neighbors to sleep. Um, so we got the parents' bedroom, and they slept in the, one of the kids' bedrooms. Very nice of them, and that was two nights of that. Now on night one, they asked if we wanted to go to a birthday party, and it was a double birthday party, of course. Um, so we went to a pub. On the way to the pub, they had these liquor stores that are like in this cinder block with iron gates and stuff. And some woman was just thrashing the fuck out of some guy. <laughs> Beautiful to see. So, uh, yeah, it took a cab. Cabs were everywhere everywhere there wasn't any time of day or night that you couldn't just step out and there'd be a cab so we're in the cab and we go to this pub which i remember being called the seven locks or the seventh lock or something like that and i recently looked up to see if i was correct and i don't think i was or it's gone or changed names so it was double birthday great time uh lots of singing the Welsh like to sing. The Irish like to sing. They know every fucking word, every fucking song. And Come On Eileen came on a few times, you know, dancing and singing along to that. And every time I hear Come On Eileen, um, I also I think of the porn movie. Uh, but I also think of that song and brings back some good memories. When we left, we bought all the tenants lager and all the Guinness that they had in the bar to take to an all-night house party. And so we had bags and bags of that. And then there was a van that for a pound each would take us, it took us to some intersection where we had to walk from. Um, so a lot of us were already in the van. And unfortunately for the van driver, every time he stuck his head in, all the women would slag him. Are we after going or what? You dick fucking bastard. Stuff like that. <laughs> it was fucking great. <sighs> Poor guy. He just, you know, 
I'm sure he heard it every fucking weekend night, if not every night, driving his van. So we finally go there. We get to this house, real small row home. Uh, we were in the lounge, which is the living room. I counted 15 people in the house. And the living room was quite small. So it was wall to wall. And what they were doing was somebody was manning the 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 CD player and they would play us they were playing music, DJing, as it were, but just with the regular CD player. And if somebody was singing, they would uh, kill the music and say the guy say it was Tom. Tom, are you after knowing it? He'd be, you know, yeah. Are you after really knowing it? Yeah. So then Tom's on the spot. Because then they'd start the music back up and at some point they would kill it. And if Tom wasn't singing the right lyrics or at all or in key, he would get slagged mercilessly. So me, who likes to mumble along with the uh, idiotic lyrics that are in my head rather than the real ones, I had to make sure I kept my fucking mouth shut. Now I was sitting... I was sitting to the DJ's right. She was sitting there. There was someone to her right. Then there was someone to their right who was to my left. So I was like right by the DJ and the two, like two women in between. And we could see the person playing the, the CD player and this other one talking to each other. And all of a sudden the one woman just goes back and in my mind, it's still just the slap. She fucking cracked her. The CD player. CD player lady. Right in the fucking face. And um, things kind of skipped a beat. And people looked at him. And then looked away. And nothing else happened. It was so odd. <laughs> so fucking... I mean, of course, I'm wondering... It's like when you see a... a a sports fight when they're just standing there and you just see their mouths moving and then all of a sudden one of them just fuck one of the guys freaks out it was like that only the, the freak out was only a slap but you uh, I really want to know you know what what was said that elicited that kind of instantaneous violent response did I ask no so that took us shit uh, then we went out and got a cab went back to their place and Cab was sitting at a red light in the middle of nowhere. And I just said offhandedly, I said, this is a fucking stupid light. And uh, the cabbie floored it and ran the red light. I, <laughs> I went, um, I didn't mean you had to do that. He goes, nah, that, that's stupid fucking light. Okay, fair enough. Day two, it was like 10 in the morning. It was time for Sharon to open the wine bottle that we got them. I did not have an opener. So kids are just everywhere being a Catholic country. Lots and lots of kids. Everybody's kids know everybody else's house. So she's sending kids off to find, you know, your your mother has a, you know, a, a bottle opener, right? You know, a wine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she's sending off her kid to there and sending another kid here. Ended up just using a knife, jamming the fucking cork in, and then cutting it up, fishing it out. So drinking a little bit of wine. Um, then we went off and, and played football with the kids, soccer. And the one kid afterwards, I was a goalie, smartly, because I don't know what the fuck's going on. But, you know, since I'm twice as tall as these kids, 
I got a pretty good chance of maybe stopping something coming through. And then we're walking back, and one of the kids after says, Who you Who you Vala? Excuse me? Who you Vala? Um, what team? Oh, who do I follow? I said, I'm sorry, I really don't. I don't really uh, follow sports. Boy, they sure do. I've been to see some... Uh, there's that Six Nations rugby game. I've seen some, some big uh, football matches in pubs. Whew, that's fun. Boy, is that fun. So there was an ashtray. We were hanging out, waiting to go to the pub again the next night. Different pub. That was walking distance. And I remarked that I liked the ashtray that Sharon and her, her sister crystal we're using and so she stopped and wiped it out and gave it to me and i said you don't have to do that she goes i said i could have just stolen one she goes well well we stole it we'll steal another so very you know like that very nice very very nice so um off to another pub this time with the kids and there's the lounge then there's the bar Certain hours you can't have kids in the lounge because it's for old people, grown-ups to sit with really with no music, nothing, just talk. And so there's this whole thing like the kids were in the lounge and they should have been in the bar and this and that and the other thing. But anyway, we close that we close that motherfucker too. So we're walking back around midnight, and there's a bunch of dudes hanging on the corner, and I get my defenses up a little bit. But no one else did, so I didn't really worry about it. And we walk past, and one of them says, You're not in Brooklyn anymore, after I'd walked by. And I turned, I turned to Brendan, and I said, How the fuck they know that I'm from America? I mean, they had the city wrong. Like, how the fuck they know I'm from America? He goes, he goes ah, people know for miles. Went, oh, wow. Small town Dublin. Um, next day I got up and what I had done is brought a bunch of not top tier clothing so that when I left, if I picked up any anything, I used to go to this place called Champ Sports in Dublin on Grafton Street. And I would go through their, their closeout stuff and pick up whatever looked cool for 10, 10 pounds. So, you know, I have a a Bruges, Bruges, I don't know, some fucking soccer team, I guess. It's a knight's helmet from Bruges for 10 euro, stuff like that. I would just So that way I need more room because I only travel with a backpack no matter how long I'm gone because there's laundromats everywhere, folks. So what I did was took all my clothes and I told Sharon I was going to leave you know, they had, oh, fuck, how many kids do they have all together? And plus all the nieces and nephews and shit. So I said, if, if they want, I'll leave all the clothes. So I'll get up, getting the clothes together. Uh, the phone starts ringing. And ringing 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 and ringing. And stops and ringing and ringing and ringing and ringing. Leave a note, you know, thank you very much. Appreciate it very much. We'll be in touch, which we were for a while. Because they were supposed to go over here. Um... Never did. And uh, phone rings again. Stops. I mean, rings and rings. Stops. 
third time. Turns out, I find out when I did call, that uh, Brendan missed work. He, too many, too many big days in a row for Brendan, so he missed that. So this is Pub Spart Three, and like I said, it was a um, transformative time to really show the open-heartedness and the humor of the Irish people. And I just, I just, there's other places I wanted to be. I haven't been to Berlin yet. I haven't been to Prague. I haven't been to Brussels. Um, I just couldn't stop going to Ireland. It was just so easy. Like the guy, uh, the guy from Iceland in the suit in Shannon Airport said, it is my favorite place to do nothing. Oh, fuck, I'm down with that, bro. I mean, you can just drive around, and the scenery is fantastic. The people are fantastic. Once you, if you're in a tourist city, you're a tourist, and you'll be treated like a tourist. If you're not, if you're just knocking around, and they find out you're just knocking around, seeing the stuff that everybody else doesn't go see, I mean, you, you really be treated with a, a genuine warmth that is it's quite touching. So that's it. I think there's nine of these all together. Memories of Ireland. Um, planes, cars, a bunch of the boats. Because I did different boat trips. And now pubs. So this is the final one. Uh, if you want to check them all out. If you want any recommendations, let me know. If you do decide to go to Ireland, which I recommend. If we can ever leave this fucking country again, because uh, this is the year of our pandemic, 2020, and things are looking worse, not better. I've already had to move one trip twice from May of this year to October of this year to May of next year to go to Amsterdam. And um, it's not looking good. But at some point, it'll be over. And uh, I recommend you go. It's not that expensive. It's definitely easy. They speak English, sort of depending on where you are. And um, that's it. So thanks for listening. On SoundCloud, you can comment. Uh, Michael Max Marvin on Facebook, message me. DM me. Ooh, hear my jaw snap? That was awesome. I wonder if I broke it. You can DM me on Living Large and Hard on Instagram. Shit for Brains. X-I-T-F-E-R, Brains, Gmail. You can email me. Let me know what you think of this. Let me know how I can make it better. Let me know just how exactly you want me to stick it up my ass because it sucks. If you have a topic you want me to to do, let me know that too. If you want me just to... I would really like a challenge. Like, tell the story about the time that never happened that was this. And see if I can put together 20 minutes. I bet I can. I really think I can. All this stuff I'm telling you is true, by the way. I'm not making any of this bullshit up. Well, any of this stuff up, except in that's bullshit, in which one of them is bullshit. Except one where they were all true, but okay, never mind. Anyway, from the skybox here, where? Allentown, Pennsylvania. But exactly where? High above Route 309. Let's listen to some traffic. Let's get out of here. <laughs>